Welcome to the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anne Samoylove. Today, we're bringing back a guest that we talked to maybe more than a year ago, and she's going to really share with us some of the big blocks and the reasons why we're not launching. Funny thing is, she's in the middle of a launch right now, and she's going to be sharing some of what she's doing to get through her own blocks, because we all have them, right? So sit back, grab a beverage, and join me right in my conversation with Denise Duffield-Thomas from LuckyBitch.com. Well, today we're joined with by with by I can't even speak today with Denise Duffield Thomas. Um, you guys might know her from LuckyBitch.com, but she um, really has a lot of depth to her. She doesn't just talk about money, and she's quite the smart cookie. As if you're in the B school group, and many of you are in the B school group, you probably know how much Denise shares about the behind the scenes of her business. Um, so, first of all, Denise, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's so great to um, have another conversation. I can't even remember when we spoke last um, for your podcast, but yeah. Yeah, it was a while ago, and it's it's good because there's always richer conversations when you've been in the work for a while. And I'm still I'm still doing the same stuff, but I think, you know, I want to share some even richer, deeper lessons that I've learned recently. Yeah, I mean, I think it. I think we always learn, and the reason why you're learning probably more right now is because you're in the midst of a launch, and you can learn so much you know, of course, about yourself and about your business. But I think even more about yourself is just the stuff that maybe we don't normally want to face or that we have a tough time facing or we just don't have an opportunity to really see that's even there. Um, oh, launching. <laughs> I, was I say, heard you going, I oh, am in oh, it. Oh, oh. Like I'm in it, in it, as in at the time of us recording this, I think we've got a 40 hours to go yeah. deadline. So like we're right in the thick of it. And um, nothing will bring up your blocks, like being in the work. And you can theorize about it. And like pre-launch, there's definitely mindset blocks that come up, right? Because mm-hmm. the people that, that stop people from even starting to yeah. do a launch and the resistance is so strong. But when you're in it, it's just a whole different kettle of fish because you're it's real, you can't escape from it. Um, and, yeah, you can't intellectualize it because you're experienced. It's like childbirth. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't look yourself in the, don't look yourself in the mirror during childbirth. Like when (laughs) the joke is when people bring mirrors into the the birthing room, I'm like, what are you doing? If you did, I'm sorry, but I'm just like, I don't want to look. Okay. That's just, my doctor said that he's like, do you want me, do you want to look, do you want a mirror? And I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, like I'm good thank you and actually it's quite a good conversation to have right now my baby my second baby is five months old and during um the birth of him I my affirmation was this is so easy and I kept on just saying to Mark this is so easy and then I was like this is so easy and then by the end I was like this is so easy this is so easy and I think launch-wise now too, I I know that I need to change my story about launching because for the last couple of months I was saying to people, I hate launching, launching sucks, mm-hmm. launching is all this stuff. And I was like, that's that's on me. Like I need to change the way I feel about it and change the story so I experience it in a different way. And in childbirth it was still like 
like it wasn't, you know, well, <laughs> super, problem, super easy. Well, the problem but... with the story, though, Denise, the problem with the story is that you can tell yourself, you know, that like to try to write another story, but then you've got all these other people who like to tell their story and remind you about that <laughs> negative story. Like, and that goes for launching, childbirth, and all of the things, you know, money included. So, so true. You know, so the second you're like, hey, I'm just going to go forward with this launch. I'm going to do it. And this is how I'm doing it. You get a bunch of people talking about their not so great experiences or ones they're not happy about. And that just throws like things right in the mix. Especially when there becomes a story. And I feel like there's a story at the moment of like people's launches aren't working, Mm -hmm. marketing techniques aren't working. And I started to play into that a little bit myself. And and started to feel a bit fearful, like, oh, my God, maybe it's not the right time to launch. And you know what? You can think that at any time. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've launched all throughout the year at all different times. I really don't know if there is a good and bad time, but the story can absolutely derail you. Yeah. So I guess then, you know, just kind of thinking about where you are right now, I think that um, – you know, during launching, during, during business in general, I think that, like you said, a lot of stories come up. A lot of stories, I mean, around money, especially mm-hmm. launching is so interrelated to, you know, how's my business going to do this year? And I know that just, just kind of keeping my ear to the Facebook group that all of my students are in, or just listening to even business besties and mastermind partners and whatnot, there's a certain desperation I'm feeling around this, around reaching some sort of projected goal, outcome, money-wise. And it's yeah. quite a bit of pressure, actually, to even if you're not in it, to be kind of wrapped in it. So I'm, first of all, curious, are you aware of that? Are you feeling a little bit of that, too, that kind of rush to reach? Yeah, I, I do because a lot of the time launches for me coincide with a big personal goal mm-hmm. and I remember hearing this from Jeff Walker when he talked about he needed to pay a tax bill one time, another time he wanted to right. buy a house and I tend to not be moved to launch unless I have a big personal goal and and a lot of that's because I've got an evergreen program. So money comes in each and every month from people joining the boot camp without me having to launch. So I'm always a bit like, oh, I don't really need to launch. Like there's <laughs> always the thing of like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. And then suddenly a big goal comes up for me and for us at the moment it's buying a new house and, a, you know, great opportunities come up and I'm like, well, you know what, a launch is going to help me achieve this. Yeah. And so I think there does become a little bit of pressure because then you put you put a lot of pressure on the launch to create that goal. What I think is a nice place to get to, though, is if you um, are not in that feast or famine mode, mm-hmm. you know, if it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to starve and my children are going to starve if right. people don't join my program. And people can feel that energy. And it doesn't allow you to be at your best, I think, if you're in that, in that space. Um, so that's a nice place to get to if you can space out abundance you know, at other times as well. So that you're yeah. not so much pressured. I mean, I know like eyes on your own paper is kind of what I try to live by in general, <laughs> but do you feel like it's, it's actually better to work on those goals that are related to personal things, you know, like the personal um, goal you might have. Uh, I've done this before just with random things, you know, um, improvements we wanted to make on our house as well. And I don't know about you, but they feel better for me. Yeah. 
I think it depends on your personality, right? Because we're all motivated by different things. True. Some people are motivated um, by deadlines and that's the only way they ever do anything. <laughs> I kind of fit a little bit in that camp <laughs> that I'm like pretty just like cruisy mm-hmm. um, unless I've got something big that I'm working towards. Other people launch because they love launching and they love that excitement of <laughs> Um, bringing people together. I know it's crazy, <laughs> but they like they almost like the competition of it, and they love bringing out something new, and that's the way they fulfill that feeling of bringing out something new all the time, and makes them stimulated and excited. So I really think it's the personality. I know for for me, um, I am definitely a creative person. I love creating, but I sometimes this is a money block of letting people actually see it. Yeah, and I. I did this a couple of years ago. I recorded a whole course, um, a manifesting course, and then I did nothing with it for two years. And so I was kind of felt fulfilled by the creative process of it, but it's a huge money block then to not release it out into the world and let people pay you for it. So true. So true. I mean, I, I did the exact same thing. And then of course I ended up using that kind of as a story saying, well, you know, this is, it's kind of ironic (laughs) that I didn't launch this launching course, uh, really. And I just was sitting here. It's very ironic. So anyways, but I want to I want to ask you like a, I want to kind of switch to some to the conversation about launching and maybe you can answer first from your own perspective and your own kind of experience of the launch what kinds of specific blocks do you find come up for you that that most likely come up for well may come up for other people I don't want to say most likely they don't for yeah. everybody it's you know it's funny I actually um, created a procrastination course and never finished it by the way. <laughs> hand on heart did not finish that course (laughs) luckily I didn't pre-sell it which I should have um because I would have finished it but (laughs) I just think that's so so funny um so I think (laughs) I think what's the block that comes up for me a lot is just like a visibility thing you know like Mm. I don't want to be seen I don't want people to judge my baby and find it lacking in some way um, that's a huge one, I think, for for women. It's like, oh my god, people are going to see me and see it, and maybe they'll find a typo, and maybe they'll see that I'm not perfect. So mm. you just never, never release it. But the other thing that came up for me was a real sense of guilt um, to get paid for something because launching, like, let's face it, most people are launching something that's like a a group thing or a bit more of a leveraged income type yeah. type thing and that can feel like cheating for some people if you've been working one-to-one and giving your knowledge and information like literally one-to-one over the phone or in person suddenly doing it as a group it feels like um it feels like you're cheating a little bit Mm -hmm. and for me that was a big one my first passive income course sorry not even a course thing that I launched was an ebook and every time someone bought the ebook I felt this deep sense of guilt that I wasn't there to read it to them <laughs> wow <laughs> and hold their hand and yes for 10 bucks I was oh like but goodness. I already wrote that that's really like why are people still paying me for this thing that I wrote mm. and I got you know for me almost the creative process is sometimes I feel like that's the end like I said with this course so I was like but I already wrote that like why are you still paying me for it and it felt painful and shameful to do it and so I needed to get over that before I even did my first course you know and then even then I was like oh my god there's five people in this course and like I only have to do one call with them instead of five calls it felt it felt wrong and icky mm. and then now with my money boot camp we've I think we've just hit 3,000 people in it um who've done the course and 
again, that, that hits me at different points. Remember, I think we had 200 people in it and I'm like, am I allowed to run this again? Like, is this okay that I've done it before? Um, you know, like, uh, what about oh. the block of it's so easy for you to share this yes. almost like the like this can't be valuable because it's literally the easiest thing in my day to do and <laughs> to deliver <laughs> yeah that's what people resist right that's why people I think change their businesses a bit because they're like well that's too easy and obvious so that can't be the thing and I was like yeah but it's easy and obvious to you. It's not easy and obvious to everyone else. Right. Or people think, oh, it's out. everyone can go and get that information other places. Yeah, but you've curated it and you've made it easy for them to consume in a, in a beautiful way. And some people are paying for convenience. Some people are paying for accountability. Some people are paying for community. And you know what I've done? I've bought courses just like this. I always do this with like weight loss courses. Yeah. Just buying it makes me feel a bit better, even if I don't do the course. Yeah, I feel like I'm. I feel like I've done. Something. I'm like I'm doing this this time, and I don't even feel bad when I don't do it. Actually, no. I'm just like that. Got me excited. That got me motivated. Yes, exactly. And sometimes just the accountability of spending money on something is is hugely valuable. Yeah. Um. So I I had to get over that. I had to get over controlling why people were buying my course. Or yes. buying my thing and tr can trying to control the outcome for them and control um, the, their reason in a way, and that's really arrogant if you think about it. Like making it, yeah, um, making someone buy it through the way that you think they should buy it and consume it in the way they should consume it. And some people are like, oh, but they, you know, people haven't finished the whole course, and it's like some people might not need to finish your whole course for you yeah. to it's still ask them for a testimonial. Of it's not your experience. It's theirs. So let them have it however they want to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Stop trying um, to control everything. Yeah, I know. I, I'm I, saying this to myself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was, I was just listening going, yeah, that's true. Like we're all so worried. Like we must make sure people get to the end of our courses. Well, maybe they don't need to. Maybe no. They maybe they just came I, in to hang out with you. Maybe. And I know that sounds yes. weird, but I've done that before where I just buy, I'll buy someone's product, like, let's say, because I want to support them, kind of just hang with them and I'm okay with it. It's kind of my way to honor them sometimes. I know that's weird, but. No, it's not I've at done all. That. I've done that too. But even um, like Kendall Summerhawk, I bought one of her e-courses about um, how to do discovery sessions, right? And I bought, I listened to the first module and it said, go out and book 10 discovery sessions. And I did that. And then I was like, should I listen to like step two and three? <laughs> and, and, but just buying it and listening to that first lesson put me into motion, put me into um, accountability. And I took action straight away. And I probably, I, I probably listened to the first couple and I didn't listen to the rest of them, but I didn't need to. I was like, I bought that because I wasn't going out and doing the action that I needed to take. And B-School for me, I joined B-School in 2011. I'm pretty sure I've only ever gotten to week four in B-School. And yeah. I've gotten so much out of that um, course and community. And my one of my friends has got a e-course as well, and she said she still hasn't finished Module 6 of a six-week program, and until someone points that out to her, she's not going to create it because so many people don't get to, <laughs> to the end because they get what they need. Oh, my gosh, I love that. I love that. So the, the blocks are being seen or being visible feeling guilty or having that guilt over multiple different things. And I love this, you know, control one 
and worry, worry that people aren't going to get enough out of it. So in a weird way, we are trying to control why people like other people's experience, which it's not possible. So we no. should just let that Another go. Another <laughs> key one that's just come to me too is over delivering, feeling like mm. you're not enough. And I, I do struggle with this a little bit myself. Um, you know, I like to jam a lot of bonuses in and yeah. to my boot camp, but also I find in myself, I'm, I was trying to come up with a schedule for the live calls, which we're doing a live round of boot camp, and I could feel it in myself, this like, oh, my God, am I putting enough live calls in? Am I going to be able to, you know, service everyone in all of their different time zones? And I ended up putting actually way more calls in there than I had promised on, on the boot camp. But I see this in women too, this feeling of like it's not enough what they're getting mm. from me. I also need to do X, Y, Z. And actually the very first coaching packages and um, sessions that, oh, no, the first e-course, this is hilarious. People got earrings. They got earrings with Lucky written on them. So <laughs> oh it was like, goodness. do the course and I'll send you some earrings and I'll do this and I'll do this and I'll come to your house and babysit your kids so you can watch the modules. Um <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? It's funny. There's um I don't know if you know her, Jen Jennifer Loudon. She's a author, but she yes. also teaches about teaching. And I talked to her, I think like I want to say I talked to her about fearless launching and just some things I wanted to change. And she just kind of kept encouraging me, remove stuff every single time, be ruthless, remove stuff that isn't needed for this program for this mm. kind of course of study and but still it's really hard for me not to and now I'm yeah anyways but that that's a whole other story but yes adding too much mm. adding unnecessary stuff um or over delivering trying to be everything to everyone yeah, like trying to be everything you know like, yeah I like think in my first couple ones too I was running um like manifesting courses and then money and then I was like, oh, but this stuff can work for soulmates as well. So I'm going to do a soulmate course and a soulmate book. And then I, I was like, it's okay. I don't have to be the soulmate girl as well as the money girl. Like I'm okay with not being that. Um, and that's hard if you've been used to being like the go-to person Yeah, for everything. It's like a bit of a you feel like you're not going to give people their money's worth if you don't solve every problem of their life <laughs> yeah, of their entire life oh my goodness so so then you know knowing some of these blocks and maybe you've experienced kind of some of them to different degrees what do you do during launches then to you know are there things that you do maybe at home that you just do automatically are there people <coughs> that you talk to what do you do to stay kind of at least somewhat kind of chilled or focused Yes. Well, mm -hmm. I need a I need a lot of energetic support. I need to talk shit out, basically. <laughs> so you know, we we've spoken quite a few times throughout the launch just to bounce ideas off. That's I find that's really important because sometimes yeah. you're not sure what's the right decision to make. You know, we've had discussions about um, messaging around pricing and yeah. what's the best way to um, to space things out. And I think you need a bit of a like a launch partner in a way to bounce mm -hmm. ideas off because you have to make a lot of decisions and you're not always sure which one's the right one. Sometimes you just need to speak it out aloud and just, you know, get permission from someone to be like, yeah, that sounds good. Go for it. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been really helpful for me. Um, another, I do a lot with my kinesiologist, like with my energy healers and to talk through blocks, you know, cause I've been like um, a big block we spoke about recently I realized that I was holding back from marketing to Australians. You know, I am Australian and my biggest market is America for sure. But I realized I had this block of um, 
you can't market to people from your hometown was the block that I discovered. But I was treating the whole country as my whole <laughs> hometown. <laughs> so wow. just even discovering that in a like a kinesiology session, I was like, wow, I can stop feeling bad about charging people from Australia to join my program. Funnily enough, we've had more people join this launch from Australia than we have for a long time because <laughs> I was like, I didn't realize I had this blog. Um, so that's really important for me too. And even, um, something I spoke about this week with one of my energy people is of saying, I feel this resistance of bringing more people into my boot camp because I, I can feel this story that I'm going to have to take care of them, mm. you know, and, and mm. know all the answers and it's going to be overwhelming. So th- I think the reason why you need to deal with that stuff as you go is because if you don't acknowledge it, you will resist it because if you think, oh, this is going to be terrible and it's going to be so hard to manage everyone, well, why would you want to have a big launch? You'll yeah. do everything you can to self-sabotage it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and also, you know, it doesn't matter how much you push, you know, and even if you don't utter the words that something is true, it's still there. And it's still, oh, it's, there. it's still, you know, definitely affecting what's happening during the launch and your behavior during the launch. And that alone, I feel like something you said just like a few minutes ago was, you know, people can tell, you know, even mm-hmm. if they can't, they, even if they can't verbalize it, they know when something's off. Oh yeah, for With sure you. they do. And you know, it's, it's underlying, it's all that underlying stuff, but it's also, you'll protect yourself in any way possible. So if, if having a successful launch has got some negative stuff that's going to come up for you about how you're going to handle it, well, you're just not going to be able to, to do it um, because you'll push it away. But on top of the energy stuff, I actually do a lot of practical stuff as well. So we've been making sure that we've got food in the house, that we get um, nice. home delivery food. I've put buffers in between appointments, which sounds so obvious, but I used to just not set that up in my calendar so people could book it. You know, I'd look at my calendar and go, I've got eight meetings back to back today. Like, when am I going to eat, pee? Like, I'm nursing um, George at the moment. And so, even just setting up in Calendly, you can set up a buffer. So, it just automatically puts 15 minutes in between each thing. So, I'm like, that's such a practical thing that's actually really helped. Yeah. That I can make sure I drink and you know, breathe and all that kind of stuff between each ones. Another practical thing is at the start of the week on a Monday, I've been getting my hair blow dried. Nice. Um, so then I do all my interviews Tuesday, Wednesday. I've got good hair. I don't have to wake up earlier to like make my hair look nice. Um, practical stuff like that, bringing in um, help, you know, asking our nanny to stay a little bit later, uh, just making sure that just the stuff that's there. And, you know, I have done some really stupid things during this launch. Um, Willow started daycare right at the start of the launch. We started potty training at the start of the launch. Um, I had a UTI during it. I was like, this is this is great. And then I made a really stupid decision oh this week. Um, our pediatrician said, why don't you start Georgie on some food and see how he goes? And... So we gave him some like puree for dinner and he was up all night because he wasn't used to digesting it. And I was like, could I have not done this in the last week of my launch? <laughs> like 
just keep things the same. Like don't experiment with life. Yeah. I almost said to one of my team, we almost um, changed payment processes at the start of the launch. Oh my gosh. Like why would I, why would I do that? No. So I think practically you've got to resist the urge to change up too much stuff in your life. <laughs> yeah. But I think though that like just hearing you talk about it though, it, it is, it's really obvious that you're almost kind of treating it with a little bit of not, not humor, humor, but just like, Oh, silly me, you know, because you don't want to get too harsh on yourself because then that just goes in the wrong direction too. Yeah. You know, so you're like, you're like, okay, that was really smart. So you kind of are making fun of yourself in a very lighthearted way. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. (laughs) Actually, (laughs) some potty training stuff, you know, it's so funny when you're cleaning up poop, basically, and then, but it's real life, you know, and it's yeah. like I'm coming on a webinar and I'm just like, yeah, hey guys, I've, you know, I got up at 4.30 this morning and I've been cleaning poop up and and I'm launching and being here for you and I kind of, it's real life, you know, you yeah. can't pretend to people that you're launching to that, oh my God, my life is all razzle dazzle and it's amazing and actually I love do you remember when Laura Roder did a really funny video a couple of years ago about creating fame and it was like it started off with her and it looked like she's yes, a fancy of car course I, yes of and course then, I do I think it's then, hilarious it's so good <laughs> and it's like well that's real life you know entrepreneurship is not all um you know private jets and fancy pants you know like dancing around yeah. like woohoo yeah and doing your laptop on the beach like oh I I only blog on the beach it's like no you still have real life to take care of no I blog near my baby who's pooping so that's what's happening (laughs) yes exactly well all fun yeah no so okay so you've got all that going on and I agree don't change things during the launch I always I always am like oh don't change things like that too close to the launch um, you're just asking for some random thing that you can't even predict to go wrong. Um, so my question is, you know, I know that from, I want to say one of your books or maybe just in general, you try to tell, you tell people to write down what their kind of story is and what the, some of their blocks are, things that come to them that they think are blocking it whatever their 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 ability to bring in more of that thing now would you say you should do something like that when you're launching would that be a good yes. practice I think it's always good practice to go to the dark side a little bit and see what you're afraid of people are always reluctant to do it because they think oh I don't want to manifest bad things to happen but it's like yeah just because you're not acknowledging it doesn't mean it's it's not there you know you have to acknowledge it so you can break through it and recognize it so you don't sabotage yourself so often at the start of anything, whether it's a launch or even manifesting something specific in my life, I'll sit and write down all the downsides to it, everything. Yeah. And for launching, for me, it was like, it's, you know, we'll need more customer service. I'll have more people to take care of, um, even, and really go there, like to the crappy side. And I was like, people will have fights in the boot camp. I'll have like crazy <laughs> people I have to kick out. Um, you know, all this, all this stuff, like, um, write it all down and get it out. Cause then you can go, okay, what is, what do I have to do to put this into place? You know, oh, okay. Maybe it's time to hire some more customer service people. Maybe mm-hmm. it's time to hire a community manager. Maybe I have to tighten up some of my terms and conditions around, um, around the launch. Maybe I have to tighten up my refund policies. So it's not, you know, too much of a shock if I get a refund. Like write down everything you're afraid of, all the worst things that you could imagine happening, and then you can get a handle on it. 
then you, you know, can actually take a real practical action, you know, and then, and then, you know, of course there's still going to be maybe some of those things happen to some extent, but if you protect yourself by taking real action instead of just worrying about it, then you're actually going to make sure to get yourself ahead. I mean, I just, yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking about that and it's such a good Good point. It's just to kind of, I mean, I can imagine asking myself, what would be the worst that would happen? Like, just go there. <laughs> and even if it seems like it's not even based in reality, that's actually the best. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. They're the best ones. And it's just so you don't have any mental impediments mm -hmm. in the way or emotional impediments as well um, of it. And yeah, and then you can, and you can ask you, you know, if you've got a team or maybe it's time to get a team to, to help you with that stuff. But um, better out than in. Yeah. Yeah. What would you suggest to people who are just starting? So to, to write down their blocks, but do you think that there's, you know, I mean, I think that some of the stuff you listed, just some very like calendly, you know, getting your hair blown out, especially if you're going to do live broadcasts, which a lot of people are doing those now, or if you're on Periscope or Snapchat or whatever, whatever you're on, um, getting help, making sure there's food in the house. I think those are actually, it's funny, people say, give yourself extra self-care. That's taking care of yourself right there. Oh, if there's absolutely. food in the house. <laughs> it is. And I, I'm, I'm not the best um, like self-care person around like massages and stuff, mm -hmm. especially if I'm in a launch because then I'm just there just going, I wish they would hurry up so I can go and like, I know. implement this idea that I just yep. came up with. But actually like doing yoga, I've, that's been a non-negotiable. My yoga teacher comes to the house so I can't run away and not go um and you know today I was on a live webinar and I was like <laughs> okay we we have to finish because my yoga teacher just just got here so sometimes you have to force those things in but also I think it's good to schedule them for after as well and yep. I'm gonna do that this week knowing that you know we've got 40 hours to go I'm like okay cool now I'm gonna go and book some stuff in for next week because a friend was like do you want to come to the movies tomorrow and I'm like no I'm at the end of my launch but next week yeah that'd be great <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Nothing, nothing can be scheduled this week unless it's launch yeah. related because I just won't see you and I won't listen basically. Well, exactly. And I might be on my phone and also my hubby's in a different country at the moment. So I'm like, no, I have to wait till next year, next week. And then next the babies are here for <laughs> next, next year. year. You have to wait until next year. Oh my God, next year. <laughs> well, actually when next week is November. <laughs> I'm um, like, what? Yeah. Okay, so now I just had like a wave of what? Um, what? <laughs> but, okay, so here's then my question. Like I, I want to talk a little bit more about boot camp because yes. I know you're doing it live and, you know, that was part of some of the stuff you had resisted doing was setting up some of those live calls, but you did. I know you did. And yeah. I'm just curious, what could you tell us about boot camp and how, I mean, what do you think I mean, I know there's value. I already know there's value in boot camp, and I know that just in general, this learning how to clear these blocks, so then you can be open to having a better launch, to knowing what you want in that launch, and actually just taking practical steps. I feel like that's what you're about, rather than anything. I don't know. I want yeah. you to talk to us more about it because I just don't think people. Um, might know exactly what it's about. 
Yeah, well, I think some people don't even necessarily think they have money blocks until they yes. hear the money block conversation. They're like, oh, well, of course I want to have more money. Who wouldn't want to make more money? Right. And, yeah, it's like, well, so I don't even know how to stupid. start. So I figure, you know, like, just tell them about it and then let's yes. see. <laughs> well, I so I was at an event one time and I spoke to Neil Patel from uh, it's Crazy yeah. Egg, isn't it, his business? Yeah. Um, and he said – like, what do you do? And I said, I help women release money blocks. And he goes, why would anyone not want to have money? That sounds stupid. And I was like, yes, I know it does. But the truth is that a lot of women resist money and have a complicated relationship with money. You know, it's like literally it's complicated. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I'm afraid of it. Sometimes I want more of it, but I push it away. And I think anyone who's experienced like massive forms of resistance and procrastination really underlying of that is a money block or, you know, a fear of success. But really it comes down to a lot of us. It's, it's fear that money will change us in some way, that we're not worthy of money, that we're doing something bad for even asking for money yeah. um, from people, that we're making money off of people's misery is a big one for people who work in the transformation field or that they just think, you know, who's going to pay, who's going to pay me for this? This feels inappropriate. Um, another big one is, feeling bad that we've got all these tools available for us as entrepreneurs and maybe your parents had to work really hard for their money or maybe people in your family even now have to work really hard for, for money and it doesn't come easily to them. So suddenly when we've got all these tools to, hey, we can create a course and um, and make a massive amount of money in a short period of time, that's a complicated relationship. You know, it's not it's not so easy for some people just to receive that. And it sounds weird until you're in it and then you realize that maybe you have a complicated relationship with money as well. Um, so that's what I do. I help women identify why that's happening for them. A lot of people, it's a belief or an old story or a family, an old family thing. Yeah. And um, it's that awareness. So you don't do it again. You don't, you stop sabotaging yourself and you allow yourself to receive more abundance what you do even if it's easy and enjoyable for you <laughs> yeah it's the big big one for you and so I started doing teaching this one-to-one -to, -one to people and then I created it um, as a live course where you'd go we went through it all together and I did that for about a year and a half of live courses and I to be honest I just couldn't sustain doing it back to back but I knew because people would be like when's the next live version I'm not going to join until then and um <laughs> And I realized that people just wanted to, to work on their money blocks today. Like for some people it was urgent. They're like, I've got a launch yep. next week. I've got something. I need to work on my money blocks now. I can't wait for the next live round. So I created it as an evergreen course where people joined. They went through the lessons at their own pace and then they had the support of the community kind of, you know, all, all the time. But there was something about this this time. People have asked me, so when's the next live round? But there's something in the air at the moment again and that's why I realize mm -hmm. why it needs to be now and it might we might not do it again we might not need to do it again but there's something about now that feels like women are really um on the cusp of stepping up as as bigger leaders in the entrepreneurial world but there's some reluctance and fear around it yeah. so we're doing another live version first time in three years don't know when we'll do it again um, starting the first week of November, and that means live calls, everyone doing the boot camp together, everyone going through the lessons together, big ahas around money, uh, and really challenging ourselves to step up in a, in a bigger way and create a, a first-class life for ourselves and our families. 
So, yeah, that's what's happening at the moment. So here's the urgency of, you know, people have got to join now if they want to get that live version. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that I keep thinking is if if you or if someone is listening and they have been putting off their launch, they've created something. Maybe they've been doing something just like you said you did with your procrastination course. You created it and it's just sitting there. I mean, there could likely be an issue like this that you should work through. Um, The thing that I think is so unique about a program and especially going through this live with you and just being in the community is that you're a business owner and lots of the women in there are business owners. And Mm. so it's not just like a straight up, we're going to deal with money blocks. You're, You're in a community of people who get what you're actually going through who get and understand that the same types of blocks and maybe even have to deal with them. Um, Oh yeah. You know, and I mean, there are people in there who are not entrepreneurs and who still need to have money conversations with their boss at work, Mm -hmm. you know, or even stay at home moms. Like there are so many moms who um, feel bad about not contributing to the household, even though they're you know, looking after the family yeah, and they're treating themselves like a second class citizen, you know, and that's got to change as well. Um, you know, even if you're, you don't have a business on the side of that, stepping into your abundance. Yeah. Is, I can imagine it's going to help so difficult kids. in that type of situation. Oh, absolutely. But that. It's, oh. it's not just, it's funny. Sometimes the amount of money you have, it doesn't, Cure money blocks. Like more money on top of that doesn't make you feel better about money sometimes. And you can have a first class life on any type of income. It's Mm -hmm. it's really about creating it for you. And that's why I think it works with people in the boot camp at all different levels of business because you're all working through the same lessons and the numbers might be different, but the blocks are are very similar. Mm -hmm. And so it works that way. And you see people who might be ahead of you in business or make more money than you. And it's interesting how people don't really get triggered by that too much. It starts to become just like a neutral discussion around money. We, you know, we're like, oh, it's just money is just money. Okay, cool. I realize that now. It doesn't make me a better or worse person. Maybe it takes a little bit of the power out of the money, like in general. Like it doesn't doesn't mean that it's less valuable, but it, it, it it doesn't exactly, it doesn't become like this triggering conversation all the time, like, or a, it doesn't bring up other things like comparison and um, anxiety, you know? Mm, Interesting. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I think every entrepreneur needs a safe space to talk about money and success. And that's the biggest thing around our community is, um, that is the place where you can talk honestly about money. You can talk about pricing. You can uh, just share your successes, all that stuff that a lot of us do not have places like that, especially if your family doesn't like talking about money or your partner doesn't have a good relationship mm-hmm. with money or your friends don't or they think it's vulgar to talk about money. You need that space. Yeah, I love that where you can talk about money and success, pricing. I love that. Um mm-hmm quick question about you and your husband. Um, Mm. I know he's been more visible on this launch. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I'm just wondering how that's been for you. You know, has that brought up anything? It it feels like it feels all good on this end, but I'm, I'm just curious for you. How's that been? It's, it's interesting. You know, I have worked in isolation in my business 
for for years, you know, and I don't think he really got how much work goes into doing launches and to creating programs. And a couple of weeks ago, he was like, wow, there's a lot that has to happen. And I said, yeah, dude. And like, I've been doing the same program for years. So we're not starting from scratch. Can you imagine <laughs> if I was starting from scratch? Like, and I didn't have a sales page and I didn't have this and this and this. I was like, dude, like, dude. yeah, it, there's a lot. And he's just like, wow. And then, um, you know, he's been on the back end of some of my webinars. He's like, wow, you're really good at this. And I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> I think when you're doing it by yourself, it's such a lonely task sometimes. You know, you're in your office and you're on your computer and your family doesn't see the work that goes into it and they don't, they're not, um, you know, a participant in it. So they don't see you even shining at your best and delivering the material. So it's it's been fascinating um, and it's been a learning curve. You know, there was a part of me that was very reluctant to have him help out because I thought he was going to judge me because he's pretty organized and I'm a little bit less organized. Or I thought that um, he was going to try and take over. Yeah. Um, I was very reluctant to let him touch anything. <laughs> I was like, don't touch anything. Don't ruin anything. Yeah, don't do stuff. He goes, um, oh, I've um, written the webinar email for you. Do you want me just to go ahead and send it in Infusionsoft? And I'm like, no, don't touch the Infusionsoft. Don't touch it. You know, you don't know the tags. You don't know how to do it. Um, so, yeah. Oh, my gosh, that is hilarious. That is so funny. Yes. And the other funny thing is that when I'm on, like, doing a Facebook Live or doing a webinar, he sends me critiques. Which during I'm the, like during it during it during it he'll send me a critique or he'll send me a, like make sure you talk about this so it's beautiful and it's it's different you know and I think I can really embrace it next year because now he knows a bit more of the technology the learning curve won't be as high I think next year there'll be some things I'll be like yep you just deal with that this actually even this launch um he dealt with the Facebook ads and he just he dealt with just little bits of it and he'll take more away because it's been a little frustrating this launch where um, I had a whole day of interviews back to back to interviews and I did a webinar and then it was 10 p.m. He's like, okay, now you need to do this and you need to write this and you need to send this and I don't know how to use lead pages, so you need to show me. And I was like, no, I'm done. Like my bit's <laughs> done. So there's a transition point at the moment where it's where it's not done. But then that's okay. And there was a really funny thing. I was on a Facebook Live and I had a really ticklish throat and I knew he was watching. So I said, hey, Mark, can you bring me a lozenge? <laughs> like I said it in the Facebook Live. And like literally like 30 seconds later, like the door opened and he oh just like God. this hand came in and gave me a lozenge and then just went away. <laughs> and I just thought, that's cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love that. I wish I had seen that. <laughs> I'm like, how can I embrace this further? Um, it's so it's, – it's been confronting and really good, and I can see that it's going to be amazing yeah. in the future. Um, yeah, for I our, love it. For our I, I love, I love watching. I love watching it all unfold. Just let me tell you well, that much. Yeah, well, that's good. And you know, the block around that is you have to do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the block that women have. Like, if I don't work hard and do it all myself, it won't count, um, and it will be cheating somehow. You know, yeah. and it's I. I I get that. I still feel that. I'm like, oh, but it's it's cheating to have him do stuff behind the scenes. I'm like, no, my role is to show up and be the face. I don't have to be like washing You're dishes the in the back. Yeah, but, you know, there's a funny story around that. A couple of years ago when I was doing – I used to chair a lot of leadership conferences for students 
And I was chairing a conference in Ireland, in Dublin, and the organising committee said to me, they said, we don't have anyone, like we don't have any behind-the-scenes people. So my friend Tom, who was one of the, like, the co-leaders on the conference, he was the cook of the conference. And the conference room was part, it was like a little camp kind of thing. And there was just a garbage bag between the kitchen and the plenary room. <laughs> so I had to get up, help Tom make breakfast, and then like come out of the garbage bag curtain and be like, okay, guys, and like be the MC of the <laughs> event. And then literally go back and help him clean up dishes from breakfast, help him make lunch. And that was the whole day. And then at the end of the day, because they had no one to clean up, I was like cleaning up. And then I was like the party person to like, you know, and then the event people were like, okay, well, we've got, you can't make any noise after 11. So I was like literally the whole day going, okay, now it's quiet time. Let's play a quiet game. Okay. Don't drink so much. And I was thinking that is so symbolic of how people are in their business. They're trying yeah. to be the face of the business and they're washing the dishes behind the freaking garbage mm-hmm. bag curtain. Mm-hmm. And at some point you can't do all of those things you all can't. at the same time. No. I mean, that's, why, that's why I think it's amazing that Mark is there. I know that you have a few other folks helping you as well. And it just, it's just all good just all good. yeah <laughs> it's going on yeah in the right and direction. you get to that yeah. yeah at the start it's fine you have you do everything yourself it's a great apprenticeship and then is you know as you out as you have more abundance you can outsource but I, I find that it's not the money yeah. that stops people from outsourcing it's the feeling that they have to do it all or they yeah. have to control it all yeah. and I get that I'm a bit of a control freak too but you can't oh my god it's exhausting being yeah. in the face and washing the dishes yeah, so I, I think actually what, what I'm hearing from all of this is really the blocks that people are suffering from when they're launching, when they're bringing new people into the business, they're like just human blocks and we kind of all have them. And once we actually can get through them, that's when better things can start happening. We can start yeah. enjoying our business. We can start enjoying whatever um, money, prosperity that we do have. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a specific number to be enjoyable. And um, I, think, I think getting past those blocks is like a human need, no matter, no matter what it is your goals are <laughs> in the end. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, the thing that... I want people to reframe as well. Like you might think, oh, God, I did all this work and I only had a couple of people in my first course. And I was like, but you wouldn't have done that if you hadn't had people to, to, to like, fulfill it for. If yeah. you said, I'm going to wait until all my sales page is perfect and all, everything's perfect before I launch it, you will never, ever launch it. Right. So those people, it doesn't matter how many people you sell on your first course. It's the accountability. Like, you yeah. should be paying them just for the accountability. They needed you, and too. They yeah, needed you and right now. they're paying you. <laughs> like, they're paying you to have that accountability and for you to yeah. actually create that program. So it's like, even if it's one person, it's like, they, they paid you to create it. Stand and to up get and out deliver it to them. Resistance. <laughs> Yeah, and then you can improve it the next time, and there'll be is there'll be less work to do the next time. And, yeah, you know it'll it'll be fine. Like, and I, that's where I think I've been successful. Honestly, is that I've seen you know that first course that I did, which wasn't even a lucky bitch course, by the way. The very 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 first one was Raw Bride's Transformation Plan in two thousand and nine. Oh. I had one person on that course, and she never like I did the live calls. And she never asked a question, <laughs> so I was like just did them to myself um well you know what you gotta do that 
Yeah, but I saw that as my learn. I saw that as my apprenticeship. Yeah. And whereas I see people go, I only had one person. I'm such a loser. I should refund it. And I'm like, no, do that course and do it to the best of your ability. Because yeah. hey, guess what? You can repurpose all of those as Q and A audios the next time you. Yeah, you sell yeah. it and like you popped your cherry. Yeah, there's definitely people. <laughs> there's definitely people that get really depressed. They have like, I've only had five people buy my program. Well, what can you learn about them? What can you deliver to them? What can you? What can you? What can you learn about them? Because obviously, those are human beings. There's probably more people with that are similar to those human beings, <laughs> and mm. then you can go from there. And but but I like your approach of just saying, you know what, just deliver it use it as your apprenticeship and move on and yeah. you can, you can launch it again or not. Um, Nathan Barry, this, um, he's, he's actually somebody that I think Laura Roeder introduced me to, but he talks about launching and he's like, if you have a bad launch, relaunch the next month. Cause most likely not a lot of people saw that launch. So just do it again. Yeah. Isn't that funny <laughs> that people have a small launch and they think they can never launch it again. It's like, honey, not everyone's in the world saw that. Like, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Good. We're all good. You can do it again. There are it's more okay. people. Yeah, <laughs> there are more exactly. people in the world who have not seen about your course. And I have to remind myself even like, I think, Oh wow. 3000 people have been through my course. And there's times where I'm like, everyone's seen this. Like really, really everyone in the world who needs this work has seen it. And I um, am so grateful for Marie Folio's B-School because, you know, she's how many people? 15,000 people are in, you know, in, in her courses now. And I'm like, I just think too small, you yeah. know, like I need to constantly work on what I believe is possible for my work and how many people are potential customers for me, you know, so hand on heart, I'm always like self-limiting myself yeah. <laughs> and having to, I have to work through that. You know, yeah. when I remember when I got to 300, I was like, I was like, I've got a story. I'd read something about how the army doesn't let like platoons get past a certain number because <gasps> like, you know, and it's like, it was around about the 300 because everyone can know each other. And beyond that, they have to se separate into a separate platoon or some crap like that. Oh my and I was gosh. like, I need to release that story because I'll never have more than 300 people. And then I like recently around that 2000 mark, I was like, I can't have any more people. It'll be too. It'll be too hard. I was like, I'm limiting myself again. And a coach of mine, she said, I, I see like fifty thousand people for you in this course. And I was like, I can't. I can't do fifty thousand people. So I'm like constantly having to stretch myself. Mm -hmm. What's possible? And then you know, what's the worst that could happen? Okay, now you can plan plan for that. Maybe yeah. you need some more customer service people. Or <laughs> yeah, I love. Yeah. I mean, I love it. It all. It and and notice that like the tips that you gave before are exactly the same things you would do even if you're expanding kind of like your container for the course and for the community to be 50,000 like you mm. it's the same it's the you go back to the same tools so I think that that's fascinating. always that's always fascinating. the same tools okay yeah. well let me know where can where can we go find more about the boot camp about you but the boot camp first, yeah. because that's a pressing need right now. There is urgency to get into that live, the live class. The exactly. Live and depends on when people are listening to. Yes. We do have an early bird rate, which finishes at 9 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, the 27th of October. And all the info is at luckybitch.com slash boot camp. And um, read the testimonials, see what type of professions of people have done it. Um, we have people from all walks of life, all around the world, all different um, income levels, all different business levels, 
and because they're all working on the same on the same stuff, right? And so yeah. it is urgent at the moment. The, the live calls all kick off uh, next week, first week of November. We'll, they will will go till mid December, just in time for Christmas, and a great way to finish out the year, clear out all your clutter, so you, 2017 can just be free of all that negative money stuff that you might have uh, not even be aware that you have oh, I'm down with it I'm down okay me awesome. too <laughs> I'm excited I love working on my own stuff too I'm such a personal development junkie and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm right in there as well this is my yeah. favorite time of year because I love like around October I start feeling like ooh, it's gonna start cleaning now <laughs> yeah exactly just get get rid of all the crap I think 2017 is going to be a really big year for women um, big year for female entrepreneurs. It's really our time. Yeah. You know, we're stepping into it. It's definitely our time. So, um, yeah, awesome. we've got to step up and awesome. be okay with money. Someone asked me too, they're like, why, you know, I'm a spiritual person. I don't want to care about money. And I'm like, well, honey, who do you want to care have care about money in the world? Do you want greedy, horrible people or do you want really nice people like you and your friends? Like, you choose who yeah. should who should have money in the world. <laughs> Who's going to do better things with it? You or them? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> the people that are going to do better things with it, obviously. So yeah. I love it, Denise. Thank you so much for for joining me today, and I cannot wait to hear more. I can't wait for the the full launch report afterwards, and yeah, and to and to watch you doing all your self care after. The launch is wrapped up. Yep. <laughs> so that'll be great. Um, yes. So thank you again. and Thank you. And I will definitely be in touch very soon. I'll make sure I put all of your links, the main link below this episode. And yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone. And good luck on your launches. Not that you'll need it because we create our own luck. That's right. I love it. I'm not triggered by that. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, Denise. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us for the Fearless Launching Show today. If you want to learn more about Denise's Money Bootcamp, which is going to be a live session, live four weeks with her. Actually, it's longer than that. I'm wrong. Um, you can head to ansamoylove.com forward slash lucky which is uh, a partner link. Uh, even though I've gotten to know Denise quite a bit over the last several months, uh, this is a partnership as well. So I want to make sure that you knew that total transparency, but you're going to learn so much from her. And I know that I take all of the money, money blocking practices and just, just in general human blocks that we face, I think to just getting our work out there. I apply it to different areas of my life and I'm, I'm definitely loving the journey that Denise has brought me on from her books to her bootcamp to her free audio courses and different things that she has to offer. But this money bootcamp is where it's at. So if you want to take advantage of her early bird pricing, definitely head to ansamoylove.com forward slash lucky bee to make sure that you 
get the most out of this this event and actually get to go through the course with other people all at the same time and clear out those blocks before you start launching in 2017. You won't be sorry. And I'm going to send you something, a little gift if you do that. So if you were enroll through my link, let me know. And I'm going to make sure I send you something really special so that you can also be getting my perspective on getting rid of these blocks, as well as some practical steps that I take to make sure that my launches actually happen, even when I'm dragging my feet. Okay. So again, thanks for listening to the fearless launching show. I will be back next week with more episodes. We've got a few more interviews coming up, which I'm, it's so nice to be joined in the studio. So thanks so much to, for joining me and I will talk to you soon.